What is going on, everybody? And welcome to another edition of College Basketball Madness presented by Prime Sports World, bringing the heat six days to seven days a week, 24-7. Um, bring you the most up-to-date content here on social media. Uh, but before we start the show, because we've got a lot going on in the show. Man, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. First of all, let me get my theme music going. Because you know what? Ain't nothing, ain't nothing without my intro, without the theme music, baby. Come on, man. Hey, now, I got a lot to go. But before we start the show, make sure that y'all take one moment to go please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast here on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch. I have a Twitter, um, Izzy underscore PSW. David has one, too. It's PSW underscore David. Whatever. Go ahead and go. Please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Facebook groups, and also, ladies and gentlemen, in case you missed this live streaming show of College Basketball Madness, you can catch us on audio format and on all uh, major platforms where podcasts can be heard, and that is Apple Podcasts, Samsung Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and Spotify, ladies and gentlemen, to make sure to keep up uh, with us because Prime Sports World has you covered all the way around 360 degrees, but we have a lot to go uh, go over with today. Uh, and one of the biggest rivals, probably the biggest rivals in sports, um, especially in college basketball, the number one rivalry, the only one that really matters. And y'all know where I'm going with this. Actually, John Shire's first year um, as head coach for Duke, taking over for Coach K's legendary career, ladies and gentlemen. This is this is this is the biggest rivalry because there's just so many stories. These two teams are the two biggest programs in college basketball history, um, and there's just so many um, peaks and valleys with both of these programs. Um, so many NBA stars. Oh my God, we could go on. Michael Jordan. James Worthy, um, you know, uh, Elton Brand, um, you know, Christian Leitner, um, God Lee, the list goes on and on for my Chicago Bulls, Lou Aldane, Jay Williams, uh, Shane Battier, um, I mean, Raymond Felton, Sh- uh, you know, Sean May didn't really make his name, but he was a great college player. Um, Hubert Davis played in the NBA for a little bit. Um, God Lee, the list goes on and on of how many NBA greats um, have you know, played for Duke in North Carolina. I mean, uh, you know, Vince Carter, um, you know, um, God, Rasheed Wallace from UNC. I mean, like I said, the, you know, this goes, Paolo Bancaro's, you know, probably going to be the, you know, he's looking like the rookie of the year uh, so far. I mean, guys like you know, Austin Rivers just got into a stuff Duke. I, I'll talk about him later. He had one of the bigger uh, moments rivalry in terms of you know some of the bigger moments. I, I'll talk about him later. He's actually one of my favorite moments in this rivalry. He's a game 
buzzer beater there. Uh, but the list goes on. There's so many NBA greats that played in this rivalry. Uh, this is why I shared it to the NBA groups because I think they would would appreciate that um, that we talk about Duke, UNC, and um, yeah. Uh, and then you know, go over the top 25 uh, top games to watch. Is he in? You know, top headlines as well. Um, so we're we're some some so I, I throw an extra headline in that's kind of funny, really weird. <laughs> um, anyways, but um, definitely a good show to start off with uh, here on your Saturday morning. Actually, if you guys watched the show last week, um, Mr. Rivera here, I went two for four um, on my. I picked Hopson over Charleston, and I believe I picked um, was it? Um, Lordy Lord, let me see. Hopson over Charleston, and then I got Mizzou over Iowa State, right? And Iowa State. Mizzou beat him. Oh, no, no, it was at uh, Mizzou. I knew that game. I knew that game. I, I knew Iowa State knew that game. But if you guys listen to the show, you guys put those two teams on your parlays, you probably want some money. Hopefully, you guys listen again today, and uh, you know I'd uh, advise you to go with some of those picks that I picked as my uh, upset picks. Anyways, we have a hell of a show. Theme music over with. Uh, first off, let me start off with this. Um, uh, you know, top headlines. We've been doing this from from the college football season, uh, going over top headlines um, in college basketball, and then we'll, we'll just continue it with college basketball as our top headlines. And one of the top headlines is Eastern Illinois, Eastern Illinois, you know, where I'm here in Northern Illinois, but Eastern Illinois, um, Kenyon Hodges um, gets disciplined internally for swinging at a fan on the ba- on the baseline, um, on the sideline, I'm sorry, not the baseline, the sideline. There's a young college fan, uh, not young, he's probably a college student, he was chirping, chirping, chirping at Kenyon Hodges, and Kenyon Hodges during um, – the offensive <laughs> during the offensive uh, uh, possession uh, when they missed it, Keon Hodges swung at the fan, <laughs> and so um, that's not a good look for that program. Um, he tried to hit the fan. Um, we don't know uh, if he really made contact, but Keon Hodges is an important part of their team. He's averaging thirteen point eight points per game. Um, uh, he only scored two points in twenty four minutes. As they uh, lost to, um, I believe they lost. Uh, I believe they lost their eighth eighth game in nine, eight out of nine games to Lind. And this one was to Lindenwood, so um, that was you know not good sportsmanship uh, by Kenyon Hodges. I don't know what was said, but uh, they have suspended Kenyon Hodges. Looks like indefinitely. We don't know the severity of how many games that he's going to miss. But uh, the 80-67 loss uh, to Lindenwood, at Lindenwood, uh, it must have been a Lindenwood college student, too, um, that was chirping at him. He, uh, he's, 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 he's suspended, you know, uh, for, you know, indefinitely until, uh, you know, they come up with, you know, probably the appropriate amount of games. I don't think they know what the amount of games is. But, yeah, if you're a, a college basketball player, um, and even if you're in the NBA, they are not trying to see you swing at fans. Have you ever heard of the malice of the palace? Malice at the palace. Yeah. Um, yeah, not a good look for Eastern Illinois. But, um, 
you know, hopefully Kenyon Hodges learns from this situation, learns that, uh, you know, uh, you shouldn't be swinging at any fans just because they're chirping. Um, kind of saw this yesterday with the Austin Rivers. I mean, I, Mo Bamba wasn't a fan. He was on the sidelines, but Mo Bamba was, you know, chirping for about three, four possessions at Austin Rivers. And Austin Rivers says, ah, I had enough. Went up to him, confronted him, and there were some blows landed. Not clean blows, but uh, hopefully nobody was, you know, thankfully nobody was hurt in that situation and nobody was hurt in this situation as well. So um, big ups to um, Eastern Illinois here uh, for, you know, kind of, you know, disciplining the young man and um, making sure that he learns his lesson that we're not, you know, uh, we're not going to, um, we're not going to be swinging at fans. <laughs> so internally, he's been suspended um, for uh, Eastern Illinois, and they have handled that situation. Uh, next big headline, uh, the Orange Crush fan group. Oh, no, is my start of this headline. Um, the Illinois fan group, uh, Orange Crush, has admitted to lying to get cheap Iowa tickets. Um, it didn't capitalize Iowa, there, but it's okay. Um, basically... What the Orange Crush did was they basically lied. Um, uh, you know, they lied about uh, 200 tickets, saying that they were uh, buying them uh, for a charitable organization. Um, I believe it was the YMCA. So uh, it says here the Iowa Athletics Department became aware of a discounted group ticket order for the Iowa Illinois men's basketball game on behalf of an Illinois chapter of the Boys and Girls Club. Uh, in the following up, with that organization, it became clear this was not factual. When contacting the individual who made the original ticket order, they admitted to falsely ordering tickets under the nonprofit's organization's name. Iowa Athletics has refunded the original ticket order and donated tickets to the Boys and Girls Club of Cedar Rapids. Um, they say, we look forward to welcoming these kids to a sold-out Carver-Hawkeye arena. Um, and then the statement from the Orange Crush was in planning the Orange Crush road trip. We risk represented ourselves as another active charitable organization which exercised poor judgment. The group statement says, This was our mistake, and for that, we are truly sorry. We should have never placed blame on the Iowa ticket office and athletic director Gary Barta or called them out for canceling the tickets. Protection of their home court is and should be their priority um yes this is you know this kind of gets me a little upset I, i'm not gonna lie here i mean you know when when, when you're when you don't miss your, you know you don't take advantage of other non-for-profit organizations just to get um discounted tickets i mean those those tickets could have went anywhere kudos to iowa for taking those tickets back and donating them to see the rappers uh boys and girls club and so we'll have uh, Boys and Girls Club, uh, you know, you, you, you know, you'll have uh, so they have, you know, 200 free tickets for the kids to go see the game instead of uh, a fan group to go see the game who lied about getting a discount and, and lied about Iowa not following through with their promises. No, you don't get you don't deserve to go to that game. And no, you don't deserve to. Um, and I'm glad that they came out and they admitted that they lied, because if they would have just kept up with it, um, that was just unethical in my opinion, but uh, I'm glad they admitted it, their faults. Um, and I'm glad that Iowa um, took the tickets back and donated them 
to a charitable organization. So kudos to Iowa and shame on you, Orange Crush. And I hope that you learn your lesson. Um, is uh, I gotta give a shout out to my girlfriend. She's a U of I grad. Um, so she, uh, she, she, she probably, she probably may not, or may be watching the show. It's a little too early for her. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, she's an hour behind me right now, but, um, yeah, your, 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 your university, of Illinois, orange crush, um, you know, got caught in the pickle and, uh, they couldn't, they couldn't hold up the lie. And, uh, what happened was it is, it is what it is. Now you have to admit your faults. It's a little bit of a stain on that fan group, but hopefully, um, you know, they recover from that. Um, and they are, um, ethical moving forward, um, as a, uh, you know, as part of the University of Illinois uh, fan, you know, group universe, I guess, so to speak. Um, next topic, um, and not the last topic, I'll get to the last headline here, which is a little bit of a funnier one. Um, Bama and Nate Oates agreed to a six-year, $30 million extension. Um, uh, you know, I think this is truly, this is the best uh, season, regular season in decades. Um, you know, in the contract, Nate Oates, he'll average $5 million plus incentives over a deal running through 2028 to the 2029 season under a deal approved Friday by the University of Alabama Sister Board of Trustees Compensation Committee. It makes him the fourth highest paid basketball coach in the SEC among the top 10 nationally. Um, Oates, who is in his fourth season, will make four and a half million for the first year with two hundred thousand dollars in annual raises. Um, yeah, Nate Oates is an incredible coach, probably one of the best coaches in college basketball right now. He's got the fourth rank Crimson Tide. Um, this is their best ranking since 1976-77 season. Um, so you know, kudos to him. Um, I know Avery Johnson kind of you know, Avery Johnson laid the foundation. You know, Colin Sexton and those guys, and then you know, Nate Oates came in and kind of you know propelled them a little bit to you know higher, you know, you know, you know, to another level echelon, right? Uh this year, especially in the last couple years. Um, so but I gotta give a shout out to Nate Oates. I mean, hey man, you gotta go get that bag. You're getting paid, you're top 10 in in the nation getting paid. Congrats to you. Get your six-year, 30 million dollar uh contract. For Alabama, and uh, I expect big things out of that program. Usually, Alabama, yes, football school, right? But it's got them in the top five in basketball. So hopefully, Alabama can make some noise uh, moving forward um, into um, you know into these next six years or ten years or so uh, in the next Nate Oates tenure. Um, and then I have an extra um, headline here, a little bit of a funny one here. Um, and it involves uh, Clemson's um, uh, Clemson's guard Brevin Galloway, who <laughs> during a workout had a testicular injury, um, in which his you know boys his jewels down there got a little swollen, got a little swollen for you know too swollen there. It's a weird point where he was in so much pain he had to go to the hospital and. Um, you know, go through surgery and, 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 and reduce the size of him. I mean, he's doing good. And he came on and uh, had an Instagram video. It was kind of funny. If you guys, did, if you guys don't um, haven't seen it, go ahead and watch that Instagram video by Brevin Galloway um, where he says his quote unquote balls exploded basically and uh, tried to turn it to basketballs. 
I'm sorry, this is just hilarious. But the 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 the, the flip side of this, and and the cool the crazy part of this is that through all of this, he struck an nil deal um, with a um, he struck an nil deal with a um, I believe it was a um, an underwear company. <laughs> He shook an NIL deal with an underwear company um, called uh, Shinesty. I, I believe it's called Shinesty. Um, so, yeah. So, it's an underwear brand which promised to supply him with tighter fitting, a tighter fitting product to help prevent such injuries. Um, and Galloway was, you know, selling T-shirts, capitalizing off of his... Um, the, you know, off of this injury, off of his moment of celebrity, right? With uh, a shirt that said, uh, nutty professor. <laughs> I'm so sorry, ladies and gentlemen, but this is just a bizarre, I didn't put this headline up, but it was just bizarre. I had to put it as an extra headline because this is, this is bizarre. This is literally, this is bizarre. I've never heard of anything like this, uh, but kudos to Shy Nasty, Shinesty for um, striking an NIL deal to take care of his hospital bills. And uh, you know, put a little extra money in his pocket uh, through through these uh, trials and tribulations <laughs> for Brevin Galloway. Um, hopefully, he's all good moving forward uh, in the season. Um, moving on to the top twenty-five. Top twenty-five, baby. Top twenty-five. At number one, we still got Purdue. Yes, Purdue is still the number one team in the nation. Um, don't see that change, but they have a really tough game coming up here, um, going up against Indiana uh, in Indiana. So um, you guys catch that. Uh, number two, we got Tennessee. They move up two spots in the rankings um, as Alabama lost. Alabama got shellacked last week by Oklahoma. Um, Brandon Miller didn't have such a didn't have much much of a good game in that game. Um, but, uh, you know, Alabama moves down two slots to number four where Tennessee was, and Tennessee moves up to number two. At number three, we got Houston. Number four, Alabama. Number five, Arizona. Um, they have been rolling, just blowing teams out left and right lately in the Pac-12. At number six, we got Virginia. At number seven, K-State. Um, K-State, interesting. K-State, I believe um, uh, they went down two slots. Um, they lost. The last game, they lost to Kansas, 90-78 to 78, um, in Allen Fieldhouse. Um so yeah, you know, I, I think I, um, I I'm not sure if I picked Kansas to beat K State or or vice versa. I, I think I did. I think Kansas. I did. I did pick Kansas to pick K State because they were losing. They they lost three or four in a row. It was the first time. Uh, it was the first. It was like one of four times um, in Bill Self's career, and I knew that they needed the W at home. Kansas got it done. Kansas at number eight, number nine, UCLA. Run out the top ten. We got Texas at number eleven. We got Baylor. They move up six slots. Um, the Baylor Bears, yes, move up six slots to number 11. Um, they have been on a roll, 16 and 5, um, you know, on the season. Um, and the Baylor Bears um, have, um, you know, have won, reeled up after losing three in a row. They've reeled up. And I know they lost to Texas uh, just recently, 76-71. Um, but before that, they have in their last seven, they are 6-1, and one, um, including beating Kansas, Arkansas, Oklahoma, um, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, and West Virginia uh, after dropping three. So the Baylor Bears uh, move up in uh, in the top 25 here um, to number 11. 
At number 12, we got Gonzaga. Number 13, Iowa State. They moved down a slot. Number 14, Marquette moves up two slots. TCU moves down four slots. Xavier moves down three slots. They have a big game here coming up against St. John's. You know, one thing I will have to say, and it's at home, but they have to win this game. Um, I know that they, uh, they, you know, they lost, you know, they lost in convincing fashion to Creighton, eighty-four to sixty-seven. That what that's what brings them down a little bit. Number seventeen, Providence. Uh, they, that's a nice win to bounce back from that loss, eighty-five to eighty-three. Um, but still, um, losing to DePaul and losing to Creighton um, was a um, was a big uh, was a was a big um, big thing for them. Uh, so Xavier moves down. Um, in the rankings here, um, moves down in the rankings here. Um, they lost to DePaul a couple weeks ago here, as a matter of fact. So, um, so yeah, Xavier just needs to, you know, keep winning. I think they could possibly, um, you know, finish out the season in the top 10. If they, you know, can, you know, beat Marquette here down the road, they go to Providence at the end of the season, win their conference. I think, uh, Xavier can, uh, get back into, you know, get into the top 10 this year, but they have to kind of win the rest of their basketball games, in my opinion, to get that top four seed in their region. Um, but yeah, this is a, a big game, I think, against St. John's. It's a tough opponent. I think St. John's, um, I think St. John's has, has, has what it takes to kind of pull off the upset in Cincinnati, but we'll see. Um, anyways, um, Providence at number 17. And number 18, St. Mary's. They move up four slots. Number 19, Florida Atlantic. FAU moves up two slots. And then number 20, we got Clemson moving up four slots. Number 21, we got Indiana moving up five slots uh, in the top 25. And then number 22, we got San Diego State moving up four slots. And then 23, 24, 25, Miami, UConn, Auburn riding out the top 25. And Auburn moving down 10 slots, going from number 15 to number 25 in the rankings um hasn't been such a good week for auburn um they went three and two um in the last week or so uh lost losing to texas a&m uh 79 63 uh losing a close one to west virginia and then getting back on track uh beating georgia and they have another tough one uh going into tennessee which is one of our premier games um coming in um uh to this week but we'll get to that segment but we have to start with the big one, the big rivalry game. These two teams are unranked. Carolina Duke. This is uh, this one is 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 a little personal this year since you know last year this same UNC team, um, you know beat Coach K and the Dukies last year in the Final Four in Coach K's final season. I think Caleb Love had 28 points, hit the big three with 25 seconds left to go uh, to put him up four. Um, and yeah, Duke, um, wins that Duke, Duke lost the final four, uh, to Carolina last year, um, before Carolina lost to Kansas state and O'Shea Abazi, uh, in those boys, um, uh, not Kansas state, but Kansas, uh, in O'Shea Abazi last year under Hubert David's first year as the head coach, um, taking over for Roy Williams. Um, but this game could be followed on five, you know, 5 30 PM, uh, 6 30 PM Eastern standard time. Um, on ESPN. This one's in Cameron Indoor Stadium in Durham, North Carolina. This is the 259th meeting between the two schools. And UNC leads the series 143-115. Uh, UNC has a two-game win streak so far against Duke. Um, and, uh, you know, both like Duke, North Carolina, both these teams started off in the top 10 uh, to start this season. Um, both of these teams started in the top 10 
to start this season. Um, and you know, I think number it was um North Carolina was number one, Duke was number seven, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and just a stumble out to the season. Now both of these teams are unranked um going into this game. Uh, Duke is a three-point favorite to win this game at home. Uh, obviously, North Carolina is led by Armando Baycott, Caleb Love, R.J. Davis, Leaky Black, one of the best defenders uh, at 6'9", 205, um, uh, you know, in the nation, one of the best perimeter defenders long. Um, and then Duke led by Kyle Flipkowski. Uh, um, uh, you got Kyle Flipkowski, um, among others, for Duke. Um, in Duke's last five, um, they are three and two. So the last game they beat uh, Wake Forest 75 73, Georgia Tech 86 43. Um, they lost to Vratech 78 75, um, beat Miami, who is ranked right now 68 66 before they ranked, and they lost to Clemson 72 64. Um, and then North Carolina's last five, they just lost a tough one um, the other day to Pitt, uh, but they are four and one or five, uh, yeah, four and one in the last five. Uh, beating Syracuse before they lost the pit um, at Syracuse, which is a tough place to play. NC State, BC, and Louisville, 80 to 59. Um, looking at the tail of the tape for both of these teams, um, both these teams to score um, 78.5 points per game for UNC to 72.9 for Duke. Um, but Duke is the better defensive team, 60, at 63.7 uh, points allowed. Um, both these teams shooting 44% from the field. Um, Really, even on the boards, 39.3 for UNC, 39.7 for Duke. Um, Duke, you know, 14.7 um, assists a game, 12.5 for UNC, uh, 3.8 blocks per game for UNC to 4.5 blocks for Duke. Um, they're even in steals with uh, UNC in the edge with 6 steals per game to 5.7 uh, steals per game for the Duke Blue Devils. Um Yes, I think this is going to be an exciting game. Um, I do think that, uh, you know, the Duke Blue Devils are out for blood in this one. Um, you know, you got you got guys that are, um, you know, still on that team. You got the Cameron Crazies are going to go crazy because of what happened last year. <laughs> you know, um, you know, the K, Coach K losing in the Final Four to UNC. Uh, Caleb Love still on that team. Armando Baycott still on that team. Um, Leaky Black still on that team. So um, you got, you know, you got guys, you know, the camera crazies are going to go crazy. They're going crazy, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my God. Um, but anyways, um, yes, the Duke Blue Devils, uh, you know, led by Kyle Flipkowski, um, believe he is. He's, he was on my freshman list. Uh, seven foot two thirty from New York, Westtown, New York. Uh, big center. Uh, Derek Lively, who's another, um, you know, uh, who was another, um, you know, highly touted freshman out of high school, seven one two thirty. Really hasn't um, lived up to the expectations. I'm sure he'll come back uh, for next year's averaging four and four. Um, well, who knows? He might go to the he might go to the NBA draft. Who knows? Uh, but just on sheer potential at seven one two thirty, Derek Lively has a big NBA body. Um, but yeah, it has been the Kyle Flipkowski show. Uh, so far this year, it's averaging 15.8, 9.5 rebounds a game, uh, 1.4 assists, one steal game, uh, almost one block a game. Um, he's shooting 28%, uh, 28.7% from three, 43.9% from the field, and 77.4% from the charity stripe. 
Uh, Jeremy Roach is their second leading scorer, 12.2 points per game, two and a half rebounds, three assists, one steal, uh, shooting 38% and 34% from three, 72% from the charity stripe uh, for Duke. Um, you know what? When watching Duke, um, you know, they're long, they're athletic, they can rebound, they can play defense. Um, and I think that is that is the when if you can out rebound um UNC um and kind of make you know kind of stop them from getting up and down the court, which Duke does pretty well. Um, I think they'll have a great shot at beating UNC um in this game, which you know they're three-point favorites, but we have been wrong before. Um, looking at the tail tape for the Tar Heels, um, North Carolina Tar Heels. Um, they are led by their leading scorer, Armando Baycott, 17.7 points per game, 11.4. He's actually on the he was on the Naismith player award list, preseason award list, uh, 1.8 assists, uh, one block per game, um, shooting 56%, uh, 56.6% from the field, 66.7 uh, from the charity strike. Caleb Love at 16 and a half points, 3.6 rebounds, three assists, one steal. Um Yes, uh, so they're led by those two guys. R.J. Davis um, is another uh, young man at scoring 16 points, so they can score. I mean, uh, Peter Nance uh, averaging 11 points per game. I talked about Leaky Black a little bit. He's one of the best defenders in the in the um, in the nation. R.J. Davis, one of the better 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 guards in the nation. Um, I can see this game being. It's going to be real close, but I think. Um, I think Duke with those two seven footers with Lively and Fukowski. Um, I think you know, you know, I think when I look at UNC, they got the better guard play with Caleb Love and RJ Davis, um, definitely respectively, and then Leaky Black on the perimeter, um, to make things a little interesting. He's averaging 1.5 steals per game. Um, you know, and then Armando Baycott, it's gonna be a tough load to handle, but I think Kyle, Kyle Fukowski and Derek Lively got him down there in the post. I think that they'll, they will make things tough for Armando Baycott. I am actually going to go with Duke to win at home. Um, give a score 73-72 and a thriller at the Cameron Indoor Stadium for Duke uh, to win this game. Um, moving on to some of my UNC uh, Duke best moments uh, in, maybe in the last 10 years. I mean, I'm only 32, so I've only seen, you know, I, I can only go back as far as, you know, you know what I remember. I can't go back as far as the 80s, Michael Jordan and James Worthy and and, and even in the mid-90s because I probably wasn't watching Duke UNC back then. But, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I would say one of my best moments for this Duke, for Duke UNC, I think one of my best moments that I have ever um, and here I got TTV Motor City saying, uh, shout out to TTV Motor City, my boy. Yeah, Bama Nice with the rock again. Finally, yes, TTV Motor City, shout out to you, uh, for um, giving me uh, giving me a shout out there on Facebook, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, anyways, uh, going back to my you know, UNC's uh, Duke best moments, I'd say you know, last year was one of the last year was a good moment with the final four. That was the first time they ever uh, were in the final four. Uh, playing against each other, uh, you know, Caleb Williams, uh, Caleb Love had a hell of a game, 28 points, hitting a dagger three, um, basically ending Coach K's career. Uh, we all we all thought it was going to be ending in a storybook ending with Duke winning national championship. He came oh so close. That's uh, some storybook ending type of stuff for Coach K, but um, he was on the wrong side of it. 
Um, so that was kind of that was one of my favorite moments here. Um, I'd say uh, another one, you know, another one to Tyler Hansborough, bloody, bloody eye, you know, Gerald Henderson elbow or the bloody nose, you know, with Tyler Hansborough that, you know, Duke was like uh, winning by like 10 or so in the last minute there and Gerald Henderson elbowed him in the nose and Tyler Hansborough's bleeding and, and all this other stuff, tough, tight, cycle T, right? Um, so, you know, that's another one. Um, I, you know, I would say um, godly. Godly, the double buzzer beater was good with uh, Trey Jones. You know, you know, missing the free throw in the fourth quarter, if I'm not mistaken. Down, I think it was like below six seconds. Misses the free, he makes the free throw. Misses the miss. They were down three. He makes the free throw, misses it, gets his rebound, comes and uh, hits and, and hits a mid range jumper to send them to OT. Then he's on the free throw line again. Makes it. I think they're down two at the. I think they were down two at this point. Um, oh no, they were down. Yeah, they were down two points at this point. No, they were down two. They were down three at this point. They were down. No, they were down two points at this point. Sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. In overtime, he misses it. Gets the rebound. Misses. Uh, he makes it. He makes the free throw. Misses the free throw. Gets the rebound. Shoots it almost in the same spot that he took him two overtime in. Right, but he airballs it, and under the rim is Wendell Moore Jr. for the putback on a double buzzer beater for Duke to beat North Carolina. That was in that was a couple years ago, ladies and gentlemen. Two, three years ago, ladies and gentlemen. That was a hell of a game right there. Um, but I would say in the last 10 years, my favorite moment for Duke UNC, and I'm just going the last 10 years, probably. And I'll go last 15 or so. Austin Rivers buzzer beating three to beat UNC. Let me say that again. Cause I because because Austin Rivers will forever be cemented. Forever. He will be forever cemented in this game. He will be forever cemented. In this game, Austin Rivers hits the game-winning three over Tyler Zeller as time expired, ladies and gentlemen, with his dad, Doc, in attendance. Come on, ladies and gentlemen. Finished the game with a career high of 29 points, and he hit six threes in the game, capitalized, um, basically wrapping up probably one of the best performances in the rivalry's history, Austin Rivers, almost a journeyman NBA player. I wouldn't say journeyman NBA player, but a role player in the NBA. You know, we all thought he was going to be a great NBA player because his dad and we, we saw him at Duke and we thought he was going to be, you know, he's a top 10 pick and he just didn't pan up. But he's a good role player in the NBA. He can hit threes, he can put the ball on a rock. He's a good role player. He can play in almost any offense in the NBA. This is why he's been in the league for over 10 years. But Austin Rivers, 29 points including six threes um that has to be probably my favorite duke unc moment in the last 10 years and i remember that vividly when he did that um so shout out to the duke blue devils um and the north carolina uh (laughs) tar heels um for giving me so many moments in college basketball 
There's so many moments in college basketball, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but uh, you guys go ahead and tell me what your UNC Duke best moments are in the rivalry's history here in the comment section. Um, I'll go ahead and uh, repost this on Facebook and um, Twitter and Twitch and everything. And you guys go ahead and give me your UNC Duke best moments in the rivalry. Um, moving forward to the Prime Sports Rules game to watch games to watch for the week, uh, for this week, for this Saturday. Because um, always, man, college basketball always has a slate of games on Saturday that um, is special. Um, starting off number one, and I'll go quick quick action here. Um, number eight, Kansas going into number 13, Iowa State. That should be a great game right there. Number 25, Auburn going into number two, Tennessee. I got 23, Miami going into Clemson, uh, ranked number 20, Clemson. Got number one, Purdue going into 21, uh, no, number ranked number 21, Indiana. Um, got a top 10 showdown here between Texas and Kansas State. Texas at, top, at number 10. Uh, Kansas State at number seven. And then wrapping up my prime sports world, games to watch, number 12, Gonzaga, uh, going into St. Mary's, another a rivalry game here in the WCC, baby. This is a late one for everybody who likes to watch late college basketball. This one will be on, I believe it'll be on ESPN, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Gonzaga uh, going into eight, number 18, St. Mary's. That one should be a fun one. And if you are a betting man like me, um, look for some of these upsets to put on your parlay. I got number 25, Auburn, um, beating number two, Tennessee. I know um, Auburn has kind of, um, you know, lost a couple games that they shouldn't have, but I think they're a tough team. I think they can go into Tennessee. They can give Tennessee all that they can handle if any coach. Um, and this is a great uh, matchup between two of the best coaches in college basketball and uh, Bruce Pearl and uh, Rick Barnes here. So this is going to be a hell of a matchup with X's and O's. I think Auburn gets it done, pulling off a big upset in Tennessee. I got number 18, St. Mary's over number 12, Gonzaga. And the crowd goes wild, and they rush the court, ladies and gentlemen. I got number 18, St. Mary's over number 12, Gonzaga. And then – um. Another one, this is a wild card. I always put these in here. This is a really big wild card here. I got St. John's, unranked St. John's. I think they had the, I think they're 14 wins on the season. Um, going into Cincinnati and beating number 16, Xavier. Like I said, I think St. John's has um, uh, a tough team of guards that can give Xavier Xavier some problems here. And then wrapping up my upsets to watch the, for you to put on a parlay, I got number 21, Indiana, at home, beating the – Runner for the national player of the year, Zach Eady, and number one Purdue, who only has one loss on the season. I got number 21, Indiana, who has a they Indiana has a um a hell of a um uh player. Um you know, they got a hell of a team in rightfully so, um, in their own right. Um, you know, at number 21. Um, interesting to see, you know, Zach Eady. Um, I was talking to somebody who um big college basketball fan. Uh, the other day, he was telling me Zach Eady um, kind of reminds him of like a, a little bit of a more school Luca Gar, more skilled Luca Garza. Great cosplayer, doesn't think he's gonna translate that. He's a little slow. He's a little aloof, um, a little aloof um, in the um, a little aloof in the um, you know in on defense. Um, even though he's averaging a block a game. Um, but this is going to be a huge matchup between Zach Eady and Trace Jackson Davis, another senior. I see what Zach Eady is a junior, but Trace Jackson Davis is, is a senior uh, forward, averaging 19.5, 11.2 rebounds per game, 3.5 assists. He is the catus and 2.5 blocks with um, 
in two and a half blocks, or no, three blocks, 3.1 blocks, one of the lead uh, block um, leaders in the nation, Trace Jackson Davis. That is going to be the matchup to watch Zach Eady and Trace Jackson Davis uh, in that one. I have Indiana beating them. So go ahead and book it, ladies and gentlemen, on your parlays today uh, for the college basketball slate. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, this has been a edition, your edition of college basketball madness. Please like, share, subscribe to the Pascast podcast on uh, Prime Sports World at face on Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube, and Twitch, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, go ahead and like our uh, NBA Supreme and NFL Supreme Facebook group pages for more fan interaction. And in case you missed us, ladies and gentlemen, we are found unheard on um, all major streaming platforms where podcasts can be heard, and that is Apple Podcasts, Samsung uh, Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and Spotify, ladies and gentlemen, as Prime Sports World brings you the heat 24-7, 365 days a year, and we have you covered all the way around, so you don't want to miss that consistent content here at Prime Sports World. Um, I am your host, Israel Rivera, and ladies and gentlemen, in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, ladies and gentlemen. Sayonara, suckers.